0: All right, Gordon, let's get out of the Sprint Special guest line. He joins us weekly to talk a little BYU football. The former quarterback of the Cougs, Tanner Mangum, with us on the big show. Hi, Tanner. How are you? The fine Labor Day.
1: Pretty good. Not too bad. How, how are you guys doing?
0: What, how are we doing, Gordon? How are you going to answer that?
2: I was just in a good mood before I came and You started
0: arguing all the time. It's my fault you're not in a good mood?
2: Well, I feel better now. Okay. I I do.
0: That's good. Yeah. Uh, Tanner, how did you feel about uh, specifically the quarterback performance from BYU and Zach Wilson last week?
1: You know, I feel really good overall. I I think um, Zach played really well in a a lot of different ways. Yes, he, he made some mistakes. But overall, he made so many plays that kept BYU in in the game, especially in the first half. Particularly in the first half, he he has a very innate ability to escape uh, escape pressure. There were multiple plays where you know pressure is coming, but he was able to avoid it, to evade the blitz, and to be able to keep plays alive with his feet, and then also keeping plays uh, going, keeping his eyes downfield, and making plays with his arm as well. And uh, so, I, I definitely a lot of you know a lot of people have asked me, you know, what I what I thought about it, and, and if, if I would, you know, put the blame on, on anyone, or but but I would absolutely not put the blame on on on, on anyone, uh, other than the team itself, overall as, as a whole, but individually, Zach played great. Uh, he um, is he, he's an athletic quarterback. He make, he makes plays, and and I think he uh, is gonna is going is Going to have a great year, but I think overall where the improvement needs to come is as a unit, as an offensive unit, and as a team in general.
2: Uh, Tanner, did you get an opportunity to, to look at those plays in depth and see what was going on with the two pick sixes?
1: Yeah. So the the first one, uh, you know, I, I I can understand as as a quarterback that that's that's so hard to deal with when you're you're under pressure. You avoid the pressure and you're being chased, and you're keeping your eyes downfield, and you're trying to find the open man downfield. And, and he had a guy, but then, you know, if someone, if someone hits you at your feet, totally throws you off your balance. Uh, it totally messes with your, the, the trajectory of your arm. And all of a sudden, what you think is, is a, you know, a simple throw becomes totally derailed by the contact. And then, it, you know, this so happens that it goes right into the arms of you know, Francis Bernard uh and, and so that's that's just tough that that's just one of those plays that uh you know no matter what you do it just it is is unfortunate you know you, you take a hit it, it throws your arm off and it goes goes the opposite way and that's frustrating and so that's that's not so much on on him as it is just on a good football play by by Utah's defense to put the pressure on him the second one was a little bit forced and i understand where that can come from especially when you're you're starting to get down in a game you're starting to to feel a little bit pressed like you need to make plays you need to start making a comeback you need to start changing some things up and so oftentimes you get a little bit antsy you get a little bit excited you know, start forcing a little bit of, of throws and I think that that was a, a case of that and uh you know th- th- those are plays that you that you have to learn from you just have to understand that regardless of the situation regardless of the score of the game you have to play within yourself. You can't start forcing things. You have to stick to the, uh, to the fundamentals and stick to the skills that, you know, that, that you've worked on and, and not, not worry about trying to press or trying to force something to make something happen.
0: Tanner Mangum, former Cougar quarterback with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tanner, I want to ask you about something Gordon and I were talking about earlier in the show. And this is more of a conceptual question, I suppose, than anything specific to, to Zach Wilson. But learning from mistakes, how hard is that when you make a mistake on the field, you see it on film, the coaches you know, do what they do, and then you have to go back and learn from that mistake uh, in the next game. How difficult is that process for a quarterback? <laughs>
1: I think a lot of people don't appreciate that aspect of it, and uh it's something that y- you have to work on it's it's a skill it's it's something that uh not everyone has and i i think it can it can fluctuate in the you know how how much of that skill you have can can fluctuate depending on the year depending on the situation it's something that at times I was good at but then other times i wasn't something that i that I definitely had to, had to still work on, but I think that's something that zach does have a really good understanding of, especially for being a young kid. He has a great appreciation for learning from his mistakes, seeing what he did wrong or seeing what he could have done better, and then going out and and making those changes and making those adjustments. And it requires a lot of mental fortitude because a lot of people, a lot of players would make a mistake like that and it, it might make them crumble. It might make them really anxious, make them really um, you know, scared or fearful to go back out and make the same mistake again. But you can't play that way, because if you play that way, then more mistakes will inevitably come. But when it comes to mistakes, the biggest thing is, uh, is just staying in the present. You can't get too, too worried about the play that you just made or the fact that you're down. You just have to stay focus in the moment. That's something that uh, Craig Manning, sports psychologist, talks a lot about. I mean, any, any sports psychologist will talk a lot about that. It's just, it's just staying in the present. That's where you play your best. And I think Zach does a good job of that. And so, I, but, you know, obviously never perfect, but I think especially moving forward, that'll be a good test for the team as a whole because everyone has to be that way. It can't just be one player doing that or a couple players. Every player has to be focused on their job that play, and not worry about the uh, the score in the, in the present moment.
2: Tanner, what did you think of uh, Utah's defense?
1: Well, like I said last week, they're always good. That's the thing; every year they're always good. They reload. They they're stout up front. I think that that was one of the biggest biggest the uh, the biggest factors of the game was how stout the defensive front was. I think that there were some there were some complaints about you know, not getting. Tyson enough carries, not establishing a great, a good enough run game. But while that's you know partially on BYU, a lot of that deserves to be given to to Utah and in and the uh, the dominance that they always show on their defensive front is they make it hard for teams to develop a run game. They make it tough for players for running backs to get into rhythm because they're, they're like, they make it they make it hard. And so I think that's going to carry them. It's going to really be a staple for them this year is being tough up front and, uh, you know, really making it hard for teams to get going in in a rhythm in the run game. And so, then also on top of that, their DBs are talented. And I think they really stymied some of BYU's receivers, made it hard for them to get open, which is tough as a quarterback. When guys are doing, there's not a lot of separation. You have to be able to, you know, make make plays with their feet or make, make really tough throws and tough catches. It just makes it a lot harder. And I think Utah DBs did a good job of, of uh, making it tough on BYU all night.
2: You know, one discussion we have a lot on the show that we've had through the years is which is more effective in disrupting a pass game, Tanner? Is it is it good coverage or is it pressure on the quarterback? And obviously both are important to get <laughs> that. But is wh- which is tougher to handle from a quarterback's perspective?
1: That's a, that's a good question because I mean obviously if you have both that's when it gets really hard but I think I think it's, it's the, the, it starts with the pressure because if you don't have time it doesn't matter uh, you know what, what's going on in in the back end if you don't have time it's going to be tough you you need protection you need be, you know, to be able to to have the the ability to to read the defense to to allow the routes to develop and so. If that pressure is coming; it makes it tough. But, uh, like I just said, if you have both, that's when it gets really hard. And I think that's what Utah does a good job of. They not only do they get pressure, but they have good coverage, and that's that's a hard combination. It's a hard uh, defense to beat. But that being said, BYU hadn't had their opportunities. They they made some plays. Um, you know, Matt. And Bushman had some good catches. Zach made some really good throws and in, into you know with with tight man coverage. And so you know, they, they it wasn't like they were completely stuffed. I mean, Zach had, you know, decent numbers. In the first half they were they were staying in it. But but at then second half, turnovers, uh, you know, penalties, missed opportunities ended up leading to to the to the uh, to the loss. But uh, you know, I think uh Utah showed why they are one of the you know top-ranked defenses every year, and they they showed why they're projected to do so well this year. And I think it, it also exposed some of BYU's weaknesses, and they'll, they're they're going to have to make those adjustments and work on those things. And and especially with the schedule coming up, they're going to have to really work on uh, those those you know those being able to make plays against man coverage because I think teams will look at the film; they'll they'll look what, look at what Utah did and see. Okay. How do you, you know, what's the best way to to defend BYU? And and so they're going to have to be able to uh, to adjust and get ready for that.
0: Tanner Mangum with us, former BYU quarterback. Uh, Tanner, I want to ask you about uh, Tyler Huntley, and I know he didn't have to pass a tremendous amount in in that game the other night, but I'm going to steal an opinion from Gordon here who thinks that uh, that Tyler's going to have to have some games. He's going to have to make some big plays if Utah is going to fulfill their potential this year. Talk about not only his game, but that potential that he has.
1: Yeah, I I think... Uh, you know, Tyler did a, did a good job of just managing the game. You know, he kind of became a really high quality game manager that game, which which is oftentimes what Utah does. That's, that's how they win games. They they rely on their defense to get turnovers, to get their offense short fields, and then they have a they always have a pretty solid running game. And I think Zach Moss is, is one of the nation's best running backs. Um, and so it, it you know didn't Tyler didn't have to do too much, but I think I would agree, especially you know being in the Pac twelve. You're going to play some teams that are going to that are they're going to force your hand. They're going to say, "Okay, you have a good running game. You have Zach Moss, and we'll we'll stop that. We're going to force Huntley to beat us. We're going to force Tyler to make some plays." But I think he's got the ability to do it. Uh, I think he's um, he's got uh, a good understanding of of what what his strengths are. He's got an understanding of, of his game. Um, he can make plays with his feet. He can keep plays alive. But he's also a pretty decent thrower at the ball. You know, I think on Saturday he showed, I mean, it was very efficient. It wasn't flashy. You know, 13 is 16, yards, not not flashy by any means. But it was enough. And he had a couple passes, great passes that were dropped as well. And so I think uh, he showed that he's he's capable with his accuracy. He's capable with, with within that passing system. And uh, I think he's yeah. I think he will have to make have some games where he really takes on a bigger role because I think teams are going to try and sh- just load load guys in the box, stop the run, and then force, force um, Tyler and, and his receivers to, to beat them downfield.
2: Tanner, when you walk up to the line of scrimmage, when any quarterback lines up to the line, walks up to the line of scrimmage, take us through the process of what's going through your or his mind. From the time the huddle breaks to the snap of the ball, and then after the snap of the ball, what happens?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on, and there's a reason why the quarterback position is often called one of the hardest positions in sports, if not the hardest, is because of all that goes on, cerebrally and mentally, just as much physically. But so as soon as you break the huddle, you're looking at the defense, you're looking at the front, the front meaning you know, the defensive linemen, the linebackers. What what, what are they doing? What's the coverage doing? You know, with the safeties, is it cover one? Is it cover two? Is it, you know, is it, is it man? Is it zone? Looking at the corner alignment, are they, are they bringing pressure? Um, you know, are they, are they going to, you know, are they dropping, dropping back, just going to, you know, not bringing pressure? You just have to make all these checks, looking at the defense and what they're doing, and then a lot of that comes with, with your film study throughout the week, where you can understand what, what the team does, what their identity is, what their looks are. And so, you it, it, um, you already have an idea of what they like to do, and and their tips, their giveaways, and things like that. So that's that's what. And then, but then you have to make the, make those decisions with the play that you have called, and how and look at the defense and how that dictates how you're going to run the play. Sometimes you have two plays that uh, that, you can, that one that you, one that you have called, and then another play that you can check to, whether it's you know run to a pass or a run going from one side to the other side. And so based on the front or based on the look, you then have to make the audible, make, make the check, you know, check it from left to right or right to left or, you know, run to pass or whatever it is you have called. And, um, and, and so that's, that's all going on pre-snap, you know, this is all going on in your head. It's, it's a lot going on, but that's just, that's, that's what's so fun about the position is that you have so much, uh, so much to so much to do, and so much responsibility. And I, I think a lot of quarterbacks enjoy that aspect of it. And then the ball snapped. and then you got to read the defense and what they're doing, and and uh, you know, the, the type of covers that they're going into, the the pressure that they're bringing. And then by the end, you know, whenever I work with quarterbacks, I talk about this a lot: the throw, the final part of the play that gets all the attention, that gets all the, uh, the criticism or the glory, is the last thing that comes as a, as a byproduct of everything else that leads up to that point. You know, you, you have to go through the whole mental checklist before the play. You have to go through the, the checklist during the play, you know, the, the progression. And then the throw is the, the final piece of it that everyone looks at, but there's a lot going on beforehand that people don't appreciate before that.
0: Tanner, the Cougars this week, they're heading into Neyland Stadium there in Tennessee. Seats 102,455 fans. You played in some real big-time environments in your career at BYU. Most recently, of course, a big win last year at uh, Camp Randall up there in Wisconsin. What's it like to be the road team in an environment like that?
1: Man, it's to me, it's fun. It's it's enjoyable. It's just, there's something about going into an opposing stadium. Uh, you know, everyone's rooting against you except to, except the byu faithful they do travel well you do always do have a good little byu section wherever you go but for the most part you know you're, you're vastly outnumbered and um i don't know it's, a, it's something uh exciting about it you get it, it's, it's the, the competitor in you enjoys the opportunity to to quiet the crowd it's, it's always fun when you can you know you can score you know get get some momentum going create some big plays and then you hear the stadium go quiet and it's something about that is really invigorating and motivating um, and I, I've, I've had some opportunity to play in some, some big games on the road and, and win some big games on the road and it's, I think it, as a team it forces you to really come together and because you, you're not going to feed off of anything else but yourself you're not going to feed off of the, the crowd's energy, you're going you know, to feed off of the energy that you create as a team you're going to stick together, you're going to pump each other up, build each other up and uh, it's just you against the world that's the kind of mentality that you have to have. And I think particularly this week, Tennessee's gonna be feeling very uh, ready to get going. They you know, they're gonna be looking to avenge their loss last week to a team that, you know, last year went two and ten and finished towards the bottom of the Sun Belt conference. And it's I think a team that obviously no one expected them to lose to. And so they're gonna be feeling frustrated and I think looking to come out and make up for that and so you know, BYU's gonna have their hands full. But I think if they, have, if they come in with that mentality with, you know, who cares about last week, who cares, you know, for both sides, who cares about our loss, who cares about Tennessee's loss. It's all about the now. It's all about this game, this play, you know, what's my job on this play. And I think if they just take, you know, take care of their job each play, they're going to have a, a chance. They're going to have a shot to go in and, and beat an SEC opponent on their turf. And I think that's an, an exciting opportunity that the guys are pumped for.
0: Terrific insight, Tanner. Thank you so very much for joining us. We really appreciate it, man.
1: Hey, no problem.
0: Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback, and he's going to be a fun guest. When he came on before I was out of town, Gordon, this was my first time to talk to him in a while, he's going to be terrific for this football season. They're great insight, specifically on the quarterback position. We really enjoyed that. That was yeah, really I good. That, I think that
2: process
0: from the time you break the huddle up to the
2: line of scrimmage, I mean, you're going through so many different things. I remember reading what Aaron Rodgers said about this. And then once the ball is snapped, you're still, your mind is constantly going beyond like he was talking about the throw, the physical part of it might might be the easiest part of the whole right. thing. So, a lot of moving parts. That's why when we talked with Mike Leach, he said that in his quarterbacks what he looks for is the guys who can make
0: good decisions quickly. Well, and I think he goes to great lengths to simplify what he has his quarterbacks do. His system is designed to make those...
2: Right, right, right. And yet there's so much going on as far... I don't know. Uh, It's it's challenging. I also thought it was interesting what he said about what it's like going in. You asked him about heading into that stadium with 100,000 fans. And what's that like? It's got to be really something, right? Well, you've got to be... It's got to charge your battery because if it scares you, you (laughs) you might be in trouble. You're in trouble. And I don't think... BYU has played in front of those kinds of crowds before. And if they find weakness in the opponent they're playing, and obviously Tennessee has weaknesses because Georgia State exploited those things and took care of their business. And I look, I don't know that much about Georgia State football other than the fact it's not exactly a powerhouse. I have to assume... We talk so often about BYU going into situations against these marquee programs where they're up against it talent-wise. Well, Georgia State, I can pretty well guarantee you that BYU has better talent than Georgia State. You would think so. Georgia State is not good generally. general. I mean, they might have hardy student-athletes and oh, terrific and whatnot. They're just not that good. So BYU obviously has an opportunity to step into that hundred thousand seat stadium and do its damage, man. This is this is a perfect opportunity for him playing a
0: marquee name uh, with a team that's not that good. All right. Well, I'm more straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and twelve-eighty of the zone.